Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Well, last week, Colin, we started a new series based in the Psalms, and uh, we're looking in particular at what God reveals about himself to us through these words of David and other psalmists. And uh, we're going to start in Psalm 16, verse 5 today. Lord, you have assigned me my portion and my cup. You have made my lot secure. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. Now, these words must mean a lot more for us than for David who wrote them. Because, you know, we now have been made one with Jesus Christ. We live in him and he lives in us by the power of the Holy Spirit. So what portion has he assigned you as a believer? Well, your portion is the fullness of Christ. The scripture says you have come to the fullness of life that is in Christ. What is your cup? It's the cup that overflows. It's the cup of salvation. It's the cup of the living water of the Holy Spirit that God has poured into your life. You have made my lot secure. In what way has he made you secure? Well, he loves you. You are secure in his love. Uh, Jesus said to the disciples, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now abide in my love. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Uh, Perhaps some of you are thinking, well, wait a minute, what is going on in my life isn't very pleasant at present. Uh, And uh, you might say, well, I don't even live in a very pleasant place. I live in the midst of all kinds of need and squalor around me. Um, What does he mean, the boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places? Well, of course, he is speaking spiritually, not just materially or physically. And he's saying, well, The inheritance that God has given me is delightful. You see, I have a delightful inheritance. My inheritance is the fullness of life in Christ. The boundary lines for me are the boundary lines of his love. And actually, you know, how how can I determine how high and low and broad and deep is the love of God that is that is in Christ Jesus. It just speaks of this wonderful, wonderful revelation of, of what God has done for us. And of course, this is written a long time before Jesus actually accomplished our salvation for us. But how pregnant with meaning these words are because of our knowledge of Jesus. And then David goes on to say, I will praise the Lord who counsels me. I I love that. You know, in the Bible, there are only two counselors. There is uh, Jesus, the wonderful counselor, and there is the Holy Spirit, who is the other counselor. And, of course, therefore, God the Father, I suppose you could say, all three counselors. Um, And uh, uh, you see, you... We don't all need human counselors. We really don't. Uh, Counseling is not one of the New Testament ministries. It's not 
there in any of the list of ministries. We all need counsel at times, but you see, the one who really counsels us is the Lord. He counsels us in his word. He counsels us through the spirit. And what we need time and time again is to know the truth that will set us free, not just to have words of advice or, or words that will just you know, sort of pat us on the back and say, there, there, it's all right. You know, everything will be all right in the end. No, we need to know the truth that will set us free. And so David says, I will praise the Lord who counsels me, you see, because he's dependent upon his relationship with God to get the counsel that he needs. He, he doesn't have a church around him. He doesn't have counselors about them. He, 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 he can't go and to some counseling group or anything like that. I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. You see, that's Faith, faith in him, faith in the knowledge of him, faith that God cares about him, faith that God will give him the counsel that he needs. It will all come out of his personal relationship with God. And that's what I seek to do in these programs, you know, to encourage everyone to be built up and strengthened in their personal relationship with him. And let me tell you, God will give you all the counsel that you need. It seems that uh, so often we, th we we don't think about God, that David always seemed to be mindful of God. That's one of the messages that comes through these psalms. Is independence one of the things that we really have to fight against, Colin? Well, <clears throat> certainly independence from God, you see, because we are to be dependent upon him. And yes, there are times when we need to go to others with more experience and wisdom of the things of God, but we must never, never put other people in the place that, uh, that God should have in our lives. Our trust is not in man. Our trust is not in a counselor. Our trust is in the Lord. And you see, the one who does trust in him like this will not be shaken. That's what uh, David says in this psalm. And then he says in verse 9, Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest secure because you will not abandon me to the grave, nor will you let your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence and eternal pleasures at your right hand. I mean, it's all so wonderful. It's all so good. But where does it all come from? It comes from praising the Lord who counsels you. And that's the key, you know, that you regard the Lord as your personal counselor. And you've got this, this book, this Bible, that is your book of counsel. And it's amazing how the Holy Spirit will take you into the scriptures and will show you whatever you need to see there because faith comes from hearing the word of God. Now, we live in an age, Colin, where people love to go to others for counsel and advice, as you've already hinted. So how do you use the Lord as your counsellor? Is it simply by reading the word? How does it work in practice? Uh, well, you know, as you asked that question, I was thinking, when did I last ever go to anyone for counsel? And, you know, I can't remember. I can't remember ever doing that. 
And doesn't that sound strange? Uh, but the one thing you would certainly not say about me was that I was independent. I'm not independent at all. But you see, it's because the Lord has been my counselor for as long as I can remember um, that my instinctive thing to do if I have a need is immediately go away and pray and listen to what God is saying. Because I know he will give me counsel. I know he will speak into my life. I know he will tell me what I, I need to know. Um, and, and I, you know, I feel very grateful and thankful to God for the relationship that I have. But, you know, I, I believe anybody and everybody can have such a relationship with God if they choose to do that, if they choose to put their trust and confidence in him. And it isn't that I don't have problems and needs. I mean, I probably have more testing problems arise in my life than almost anybody who's listening. Because when you're in a kind of position of ministry like I am, then you know, you've constantly, constantly got things where you need the wisdom and the counsel of God. And you've constantly got major issues arising that, that have to be dealt with and overcome, not necessarily in your own life, but in the life of others around you. So... Uh, you know, the Lord, I mean, you, if you have the Holy Spirit living in you, you've got the counselor living within you. He is the counselor. That's how Jesus described him. And how does it work in practice? You read the word, but you're also praying a lot. So for you, how does the Lord counsel you? I'm pushing you because I want people to understand uh, well, how I, to do I it. I mean, yeah, it's, it's got to come out of relationship with him, hasn't it? Because I, uh, I, will, I, I will just go around and I will sit and listen to what God is saying to me. You'll just I be won't, quiet. I won't, yeah, I won't, uh, and I'll write down. I'll get my pen and say, okay, Lord, you know, he knows I'm here, I'm listening. Now, I'm not necessarily um, going to say, Lord, I've got this, 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 and this problem. I need an answer. I just want to hear what the Lord is saying to me. Now, if you go into Psalm 17, you'll see, You'll see the key here because in verse 3, though you probe my heart and examine me at night, though you test me, you will find nothing. I am resolved with my mouth not to sin. Now, I just want to take part of that. You probe my heart. You know my heart. You see, if I go aside with the Lord, he knows my heart. He knows my concerns. He knows about the situation. He knows everything. See, I don't have to tell him about it. I don't have to spend long time uh, describing all the problems and so on to him. But he knows. So he knows what I need to hear. And, and what I've learned is that he will speak into my life what I need to hear at that moment. It may be that he doesn't give me an immediate answer to the problem or to the questions that I have, but he will tell me what I need at that moment. And as I go on trusting in him, then he will continue to speak to me. He will continue to tell me what I need. I, I can't explain how it works. I mean, I just know that that's how he works. It does come out of relationship and it does come out of, of spending time listening to him every day, even when I don't have a need. It's learning to have a listening spirit, really. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 